Have you ever been around a narcissist that rages or maybe seems to go all crazy on you? And not just the craziness of throwing stuff or hitting, but like you see the eyes get really dark and you start to wonder what is actually going on. Or it seems to be like they almost switch to a completely different person. Well, a lot of times we talk about narcissists raging, but what's actually going on and what's actually happening underneath the surface? If you guys are new here, my name is Ben Taylor. I'm a self-aware narcissist on this channel to provide awareness, growth, healing, and change. We do it on all different platforms, dropping small nuggets of truth every single day with reels and shorts on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, all under Raw Motivation. So if you don't follow us on some of those other channels, give us a follow. Uh, we're just starting up our Twitter. Not really sure what we're doing with that, but we're trying to figure something out and be on Twitter as well. So check that out. It's under, imagine that, Raw Motivations. So if you guys want to hear from the Weiss perspective, check out the new podcast, Trauma, Drama, and Life. If you haven't had a chance to be able to look at the NARC app, go to N-A-R-C-A-P-P, narcapp.com, and that's what houses some of the information telling you about some of the courses, some of the challenges, some of the community that we have there for people to help encourage you and help connect with you through the crazy making that you're going through, understanding that you're not alone. There's other people out there who've experienced the same exact stuff that are walking through the same journey of healing and growth to be able to continue moving forward to be happy, healthy, healed, and whole. So check out the narcap.com. We have weekly lives. Uh, my wife is going to be participating in one of those lives a month starting in December. We also have monthly coaching where we bring in coaches, psychologists, people from across the globe to be able to interact and talk to you about that healing process. So a lot of different tools, a lot of different things we're putting in there. Uh, a couple new updates that are coming up in January inside the app as well. So anyways, check that out. If you haven't had a chance, check out the new journal that we just produced. Uh, it's called From Fantasy to Reality. It's got 10 different, uh, 10, 100 different prompts inside there for you to be able to start thinking through like, am I actually struggling with a fantasy or am I actually living in reality currently? So check that out. When we talk about narcissists raging, when we talk about that anger and that frustration, a lot of times we equate narcissists with raging. Now, it doesn't always happen in the same exact way. Sometimes you have covert narcissists where they rage more with the silent treatment or with the passive aggressive digs, little things like that. We're not talking about them today, okay? We're just talking about the narcissist raging. Oftentimes with narcissists, you see very few emotions that can be engaged with and that exemplify. So like someone asked me, how are you doing? I'm okay fine like don't really know what other emotions to think of and then i get upset boom rage a lot of times you'll see there be a zero to a hundred and it's just zero and then a hundred there's not a one two three four five six no it's not a build-up uh, to like frustration anger irritation rage it's just like boom rage all of a sudden and a part of that is because narcissists struggle to be able to process other emotions to be able to engage with other emotions a year, two years ago, like you asked me like what other emotions are there? What? Happiness, sadness, anger? Probably about the extent of my like emotional knowledge at that point. And even today, it's not something that's just like boom, like readily engaged. I normally have to refer to an emotions wheel that I coach people with and that I help people to identify the emotions that they're feeling and that they're thinking because typically it's not an easy thing to identify oh, I'm feeling this way, or I'm experiencing this, that kind of thing. So for a narcissist, oftentimes it's really hard to be able to engage with those emotions. So a lot of times when we're talking about anger and we're talking about rage, where does that actually stem from? Like what is actually driving that? 
sometimes people were surprised that with narcissism being very much a defense tactic in a lot of ways, the rage often stems from guilt and shame. Now, you've heard me talk about this a lot on my channel, and the guilt and shame stems back to almost anything. That's the hard part. It's not just one specific thing. It most popularly is normally considered like abuse of there being guilt and shame of there being a certain type of abuse happening, but it could track back to the idea of like not being enough, not being emotionally supported, not having a way for someone to teach them and help parent them through different emotions. Sometimes there's guilt and shame of hurting others and like realizing it, but not being willing to actually engage with the fact that like I did that or how I'm not showing up as a good dad or as a good father or whatever it might be. There's an aspect of like guilt and shame that gets processed, but unfortunately it gets processed really quickly. It gets processed really quickly and it switches from guilt and shame to blaming others and then raging out when the problem doesn't get fixed, when nothing's resolved. When I still feel the guilt and shame, it feels a lot easier to push people away and to rage out at them than it does to deal with my own shit. And so a lot of times dealing with guilt and shame feels a lot easier to blame and to rage than it does to be honest with what I'm actually going through. You see, rage a lot of times is used as a defense mechanism to make a narcissist not feel as bad. So like when I would get a lot of guilt, a lot of shame, when I would be feeling that or when I would be seeing that, be like, I don't want to feel this. I don't want to deal with this. I am frustrated. I got to get rid of it. I got to like avoid this problem. I scream, yell and rage, call you a bunch of names. Now I feel better because I don't feel like I have to deal with the fact that I did something wrong. Now, a lot of times it's like, wait a second, this doesn't even make sense because in doing that, you perpetuate it, exactly. Which makes it really hard to break the cycle because every time I'm trying to avoid the cycle, I engage with the cycle even more. Hopefully this makes sense. It's, it's hard to be able to put some of this into words, but the idea of like getting upset, getting mad, then realizing, wait a second, this is what I actually did. I can't hold this, this is guilt and shame. Let me throw it back on the other person. And all of a sudden we've started down the same perpetuating cycle over and over and over, the cycle of shame that happens. You see the cycle of shame happen with addicts, with people in pornography, with people that are serial cheaters. You see different ad addictions come out that go through this same type of cycle of like, I feel shame, I can't hold it, so I have to be able to do something with it. The difference is a narcissist oftentimes will use to rage or blame that that shame back out versus someone who's in like an addiction will typically sedate or will go back to the addiction because they're feeling the withdrawals or the shame of what they actually did. So they go back to it over and over and over again. This is where that cycle just keeps happening. And you see, there's this aspect of I do something that hurts my wife and she's over there and she's crying. The biggest thing is I just want to avoid it. Like, I don't want to deal with those emotions. I don't want to deal with the fact of what's actually happening. Because if I have to go over and deal with it, oftentimes it's going to expose who I am. It's going to expose that I'm a liar, that I'm a cheater, that I'm an abuser. Like, it's going to expose all these things. And that produces guilt and shame that I don't want to deal with, that I don't want to be honest about. You see, whenever we're struggling with the guilt and the shame, those emotions, I don't know what to do with it except to just avoid it. Now, I mentioned before in different videos about narcissism and like empathy and how some narcissists do have empathy, but what stops them from actually showing empathy is the guilt and shame that they're not processing, that they're not actually dealing with and not being honest with themselves about. So the same aspect of, of my wife is crying on the couch because she just found out that I cheated and I realized, hey, 
the right thing would be to go over and comfort her or to apologize or something. But I choose to stand over here because in walking over there, it would actually acknowledge that she's valid in her feelings. I don't want to validate those feelings because those feelings validated mean that her hurt is validated, which goes back to me being the problem. And again, in my mind, if I'm the problem, then I have to hold the guilt and the shame. It's kind of like playing hot potato. Like, I've got guilt and shame. You take it. You take it. You take it. Everybody take it but me because I don't want to get burned with the stuff that I'm doing. The thing that's hard for a narcissist uh, too and that I struggle with is like, okay, let me go and, and let me help. Let me comfort. But the problem is it doesn't stop the feeling of shame and it also doesn't stop the crying. Like, it continues. Because like, I want it to stop like instantly. I want to be like, hey, there, there, now we're okay. Boom, now we should be back to normal, right? Because I want to avoid that shame and that accountability. At that point, it starts to transition in my mind that the shame and the accountability is attacking me. Like your crying is inconveniencing me. Your crying is actually attacking me because it's producing this guilt and shame that, that I made, that I produced, but it's, it's producing in my mind this guilt and shame that I don't want to feel. So therefore you're the enemy because you're bringing this out in me. I hope this makes sense. I'm trying to like tie some of the pieces together, but that's like the aspect. So like when my wife is crying, like I don't want to engage with that because it's going to bring out that guilt and that shame. And so in those moments, the other person becomes the aggressor, becomes the attacker. You're like, you're attacking my good and stable life. And as a result, I have to defend that. I have to be able to throw it back at you. I have to be like, you're the problem. It's your fault. Like if, if you didn't do this, then we wouldn't be in this place. If, if you didn't look at my phone, then you wouldn't know that I've cheated. And then we, you wouldn't be crying. And then I wouldn't feel this getting changed. Like, like it all goes back to me. Like that's the whole aspect of the narcissist having the high sense of ego, the entitlement, it goes back to me. So when a narcissist rages, it doesn't always happen where it's like completely like blackout, like rage. I don't even know what just happened. A lot of times they do know what happens. So for me, when I would rage out, when I would get upset, when I would get mad, when it would go from like, I'm irritated to anger, boom, like right away, it feels almost like someone else is driving the ship. Like, I can see what's happening, I know what's happening, but it doesn't feel in the moment like I'm in control. Because at that point, I'm letting my mind, I'm letting my reactions, I'm letting my defense mechanisms, I'm letting all these other abusive behaviors take over and just run the ship. I'm like, let's just do whatever the hell we have to do to get away from the problem so that I don't have to feel bad about myself. In those moments, I know that it's wrong. In those moments, I know this rage is not helpful. This rage is not going to help anything. But in that moment, the rage is getting me away from shame. It's getting me away from revealing who I actually am. It's putting the focus on something else, on someone else. Even if it's me outworking with rage, at least it's not pointed at me. Because in those moments, I don't know how to deal with the guilt. I don't know how to deal with the shame. And it feels a lot easier to rage and to avoid it than to be honest with myself. Getting to that place of exposing myself with vulnerability is terrifying. And then it feels terrifying to actually open up. Sometimes it was terrifying starting off opening up on this platform or terrifying like getting more vulnerable on different pieces of uh, content or videos that I produce. But the more I engage with it, the more I'm able to see like, hey, like it feels, it feels like it's safer to push people away. It feels like it's safer to rage out. 
But in reality, when I'm able to actually sit and hold the guilt and the shame, that's why I'm able to start actually processing and starting to work through the healing process of understanding my emotions, dealing with my emotions, and then being able to try to show up for other people when they have emotions as well.